Myrtle Beach is the beach. 60 miles of bright sand, water, and a wealth of wonderful music playing day and night. You can step into a simple beach bar and discover a surprising level of exciting musical talent. A place to kick back and groove to the enticing soundtrack of the most unexpected vacations around. With nothing but good vibes floating through the warm ocean air. Plan your own music-filled trip to America's Jukebox at visitmyrtlebeach.com. Welcome to Podcast One. We hope you'll support our sponsors who bring you these podcasts absolutely free and with limited interruptions. And of course, we appreciate you listening to this show, which will get started in just a second. Since 1983, Eddie Trunk has been the voice for fans of rock, hard rock, and heavy metal. A best-selling author, host of TV's That Metal Show, and seven national radio shows, including Trunk Nation, daily on Sirius XM. Interesting. Eddie offers the world his news-making interviews, passionate analysis, honest commentary, and who knows what else. So welcome to the Eddie Trunk Podcast. And I'm here with another edition of the Eddie Trunk Podcast, which is new every Thursday, podcast1.com and iTunes. Thank you for checking it out. Wherever you're doing so around the world, we greatly appreciate that. Appreciate you listening. And uh, we got another great interview for you this week. As usual, my interviews come to you via my daily radio show on Sirius XM, which is called Trunk Nation, heard on Channel 106 Volume every day. Monday through Friday from 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern Time Live and replaying every night 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern, always on demand as well on the Sirius XM app. I'm on vacation this week, actually, so the radio show is in best of mode. I am, as you hear this, in South Florida visiting some friends for a little bit. And then tomorrow, if you're listening on post day Friday, I fly over to Tulsa and host a show there on Sunday night. And that'll be with Warrant and Firehouse at the IDL Ballroom. Come on down if you're in the Tulsa area this Sunday night. Should be a lot of fun. Hope to see you there. Fly home Monday from Tulsa. Back live on the radio on Tuesday. As usual, you can keep track of everything I have going on by following on Twitter, at Eddie Trunk. There's also an Instagram and a Facebook, at Eddie Trunk. And EddieTrunk.com is the official online home. Music news is updated daily by Dana Rosen. You got uh, signed copies of either of my books there. One of the things I'm hoping to do while I'm on this downtime is finish off writing my next book, but not banking on that. (laughs) And uh, what else? You got the books, you got merch, you got my blog, all my appearances coming soon. Rock and Skull. Also, I've got uh, Houston coming up on the schedule, Dallas coming up on the schedule. You can see it all listed on eddytrunk.com as the appearances are confirmed. Come on out and see me if you are in areas of the country that I am coming to. And the best place to find out, like I said, right on the homepage of my site. 
Also, a chance to win some tickets to some great shows if you visit E.T.'s box office. Most of the shows in the New York, New Jersey area, but occasionally we put some other stuff up there as well. Also, I just announced January 20th, I'll be at the Kiss Expo in Atlanta. Haven't done anything in Atlanta in ages, like ever, actually. And haven't done a Kiss Expo in a really long time as well. Vinny Vincent is the headline guest. I look forward to being there, doing some Q&A stuff, meeting a lot of cool fans and hanging out. More information as we get closer. That again, January 20th at the Atlanta Marriott. A lot of good stuff going on as we are now into mid-October and in the home stretch for the year already, if you can believe that. The holidays will be here any second. Looking for some cool stuff to buy? Be sure to visit my Amazon page, amazon.com slash shop slash Eddie Trunk. Stuff handpicked by me that you might care about, that you might be interested in. Start all your Amazon shopping on that page and then continue on to the rest of Amazon. But always start at amazon.com slash shop slash Eddie Trunk. A lot of cool new records out these days. Some of the stuff that I'm into, you'll see right there on that page. On Amazon, you can buy it if you want. If you don't want to buy it, just move on to anywhere you want to go on Amazon as long as you start on that page. So this week on the Eddie Trunk Podcast, an interview that I did about a month ago, maybe a little bit longer, with the members of L.A. Guns who were in my studio for my radio show. And, you know, I've got a long history with the guys in L.A. Guns, and in recent years I've had every version of the band on my radio show. L.A. Guns, in a lot of ways, if you think about it, were kind of the first band that started the whole, you know, warring factions thing. They were one of the first to have multiple versions of the same band. And they have remarkably now settled on one lineup of L.A. Guns, and remarkably, Tracy Guns and Phil Lewis are back together again. I mean, I had the two warring factions of this band at the same time or on different episodes, of course, of that metal show back in the day when uh, Tracy lashed out at, at Phil during the show. And I mean, it was ugly with these guys. It really was. So it makes what you're about to hear even more remarkable because they are now <laughs> conceivably one big happy family. And how this happened and how we are at a point now where we have a new L.A. Guns record called The Missing Piece, which just came out last week. I mean, how did they ever reconcile all this? It's, it's pretty incredible when you think about it. We're going to find out from the guys themselves as they join me in the studio, Tracy Guns and Phil Lewis of L.A. Guns, along with... Uh, Johnny Mark, uh, Johnny Martin and their producer and a bunch of people. So check it out. You're going to really love this. And we get into it. The guys tell you exactly how this all went down and what happened and how they ended up coming back together for this record. It's a great in-depth interview with the guys. I think you are going to enjoy it. So let's not waste any time and get to L.A. Guns, our feature interview on this week's Eddie Trunk Podcast. Coming up next. The Eddie Trunk Podcast. Well, I've been telling you guys about Bluehost. It really is the top-rated website provider. They power over 2 million websites. If you're a blogger, a small business owner, 
Bluehost has everything you need to build the website you've always wanted. Bluehost is the best tool to build, host, and manage your personal or small business website. And Bluehost gives you the freedom to design your website your way without being limited by templates. Bluehost makes hosting your website stress-free so you can get back to what matters most. Simple enough for beginners, powerful enough even for the most advanced users. Ultimate flexibility and control, fully customizable templates and third-party app support. We're talking true reliability with 99.9% uptime guarantee and automated updates. Maximum security that includes malware monitoring and protection and automatic secure WordPress installs. 24-7 tech support, two online resources, and expert services to help you succeed and save time. Bluehost is the top recommended WordPress host on WordPress.org since 2005. And listen to this, Eddie Trunk listeners, you can save 50%. That's 5-0 when you sign up at Bluehost.com slash Eddie Trunk. That's B-L-U-E-H-O-S-T, Bluehost.com slash Eddie Trunk. 50% 50% off. Hi, I'm Allie Hilfiger. And I'm Steve Hash. And we're the hosts of Sit-In on Podcast One. Join us as we travel around the world visiting creative people in their homes, studios, and the places they work to discuss their story process and basically everything in between. We're sitting down with the biggest names in the world of fashion, art, and music like Tommy Hilfiger, Gigi Hadid, Brian Adams, Martin Lawrence Ballard, and Zana Roberts. Check out new episodes of Sit-In every week exclusively on the Podcast One app, Apple Podcasts, or PodcastOne.com. This is the Eddie Trunk Podcast. All right, it's Eddie Trunk, and it's time for this week's interview on the Eddie Trunk Podcast. Remember, we got new episodes here every Thursday, free as always, podcastone.com and iTunes. And this interview features predominantly Phil Lewis and Tracy Guns of LA Guns. Johnny Martin is in the studio as well, telling the story of how LA Guns came back together with their lead singer and lead guitar player after years of animosity. We get into it right now on the Eddie Trunk Podcast. Uh, Let me go around the horn here before we get into whatever nonsense we're going to get into, as I know we will. (laughs) Uh, Here in the studio with me, it's great to welcome uh, members of LA Guns. Not everybody, but we've got... uh, We've got Phil Lewis here. Good to see you, Phil. Hello, Eddie. Nice to be here, mate. Always a pleasure. Johnny Martin is here. Good to see you, Johnny. Uh, Good to see you too, Eddie. And uh, Mr. Tracy Guns. I'm that guy. I'm that guy. (laughs) And you've brought what you called your secret weapon. Uh, Tracy, introduce your secret weapon. Uh, Mitch Davis? Yeah. Yeah, Mitch Davis, um, somebody that I've been writing with, and he taught me how to record many aspects. you know, a male muse for me, but, but, um, more so, um, I produced this record, the new LA guns record. And, um, even when you're trusting yourself the most you can to make sure something's great, you you have to trust somebody else to bounce it off of, you know, there has to be somebody that's approving of what you're doing and, and, you know, not making mistakes along the way or somebody more analytical than yourself. And that's, Mitch being my best friend. We have the same birthday even. It's like a crazy, it's a crazy thing. Same with uh, Greg Worth, the guy that uh, mixed and mastered the record. Same same birthday. Um, <clears throat> so we have a, like our own little universe to make records and make sure that they're you know top quality records mm-hmm. and sound like the Mitch stuff that we actually love. helped me a lot with the vocals. We uh, I recorded them um, over four days in his studio. 
here in New York, yeah, right? Yes, down mm -hmm. in Manhattan. What, what, uh, Harbor Studios, right? Uh, Pole Studios. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's, it's, uh, so, Mitch, you're based here in New York? Yeah. I'm Your based. studio's here? I'm a lifelong New Yorker, yeah. And I, you're a producer by trade? Is that I'm what a you do? Producer, composer, uh, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, do you know whatever? Did the U last U two record? And, uh, he did the first iPhone I heard commercial. Of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He did you, little stuff. you worked on the last U two record. Yeah, we spent wow. about two and a half years with them recording the uh, the missing uh, not the missing the, uh, the missing, <laughs> the missing <laughs> years, uh, songs of innocence record. Um, back, so I spent a long time with them on that, which was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, so I, I kinda... uh, yeah, really mentioned I worked hard. I hadn't worked that hard. Um, you know, I, I kind of joined the project a little bit later. To, uh, Tracy and Mitch had swing uh, that mic around close to your close uh, Mitch, to your and, Mitch oh, and Tracy had been working on stuff uh, before I was actually even involved in it, and uh, I was like so delighted to actually come out and meet him and uh, and work with him. He's got this this really really cool studio that looks like a music store. Got everything imaginable, like accordions and microphones and ukulele. I mean, everything. It was just, just, just like an emporium of wow. music. And uh, right there in the business district. And, and uh, I flew out for two weekends in January. And we, we, we put, what, six away for the first weekend? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, then we did uh, five the following weekend. Yeah. And like I was, was telling, yeah, I've never recorded that many complete songs. Oh, we, got, we worked our asses. So, am I allowed to say asses? Yeah. You can say anything you want. Fuck, 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 fuck. crazy, Phil. <laughs> You're nuts, man. Uh -huh. Yeah, I think, you know, the, the, the great thing um, that Mitch and I have together uh, is, you know, we've been kind of working together for since 2012? It's a while, I guess. Yeah, it's been a Where while. Where did the con initial connection come from, Trace? Okay, uh, Steve Malkmus wanted to call his solo record L.A. Guns. Uh, mm. and, and people don't know Malkmus, he, he was the singer of Pavement. And uh, he had a new record out. And uh, instead of just asking me if they could call their, their, their album L.A. Guns, they just didn't. And then a story came out about it. And then... Uh, me and Malcolmus hooked up somehow with Matador Records. Yeah, I knew people at Matador, and I had done some work with Malcolmus on that record. Um, and then, uh, so when it came time to for them to do the yeah, the, we did. We we then I recorded uh, a Malcolmus song, and he recorded an LA Gun song. We put it on a forty-five through Matador Records, and he produced that. I recorded oh, Malcolmus. Okay. He okay. recorded Malcolmus. Then we end up beta testing uh, some software recording software for an iPad and we were in a private forum. You have to sign up for a, a forum to leave your comments about the software. And I had put my real name in there. Hey, are you, are you really? And I, yeah. And then ever oh, since, so we thing. have a, yeah. we have a great workflow. We, we, you know, make great. Records. By the way, speaking of your real name, is your real name Tracy guns now? It always has been. Is I mean, it really? Well, I was born Tracy Ulrich. Yeah. But what you do is you go to the social security office at any time in your life and say, I also use this name. And then they attach your social security number to your name. So your ID says guns? My driver's license right now says Tracy Guns, and my passport says Tracy Ulrich. Really? And, and it flips every 10 years. The reason is your name really Eddie Trump? It is. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of people think that it isn't, but it right, is. Yeah, uh, but but yeah. the reason why I ask you that is because in order to come up into this building, everybody needs ID. Right. right so every right. time I ask people in advance, whenever people no, use stage names- I was I, like, I, well, I need to bring it. But yeah. And I was like, when all the names came in, I was like, I don't, is Tracy legally on the ID? But so your yeah, ID yeah, says yeah. that. All right, yeah. cool. Yeah. All right, yeah. we'll yeah. establish that. Thanks for coming in, guys. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> we learn something every day. <laughs> Social well, Security Office. Well, I guess the thing that we would, we would most, uh, we should jump in here to start is the simple fact that in the history of LA Guns, I've had 
uh, variations of many, many variations of sure. this band on my shows over yeah. the decade. Mm. I did not think, or and anybody would think, that in 2017 I would be sitting here with Tracy Guns and Phil Lewis in the same lineup yep. of the same band once again. We've come full circle, yeah, ladies great, and gentlemen. It? It's good. It is. So, yeah. so, so let's before we go to the future, let's t- take a step back and and talk about how we've arrived at this point. Phil, you want to take? Yeah, it? I do. Uh, Tracy and I were. Uh, invited to play a charity gig in vegas it was a toys for tots thing um at um at one of the one of the the, the venues in vegas and, and where you live you live yeah in vegas. yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I, where i currently reside yeah. um and i hadn't seen him in, a, in like 15 12 15 years and uh, jason green the guy who was putting it together the guy who managed this band since since it sure i know jason yeah uh, said, would you do it with Tracy? Uh, you know, make make it something really special. You know, I think people would be really into it, and you could really raise money. And I said, well, yeah. I mean, you know, as long if you're not, you know, if you're not paying because you're not paying me because it's a charity, and as long as you're not paying him, oh, yeah. I got paid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Man, broken up already. All right, there we go. <laughs> uh, and and you know, I was I was really really. I got to say, you know, the closer to the event. I got really nervous about it because I hadn't seen him. I was like, "What are we going to do? We're going to argue. We're going to fight. We're going to." And and we both ended up in the dressing room by ourselves, and we're just sitting there. And he's drinking a glass of milk, which wasn't a glass of milk. It was a white Russian, really. And and so it's like, uh, how yeah, how you doing? How you doing? <laughs> and it was great, you know. We there was there was it was it, fe- it felt like you know an old shoe. It felt like you know it was comfortable, and uh, we hadn't rehearsed. Um, no, we didn't for that one. No, and and we we played over the edge, and and I can't remember like sex action and over the edge or something. And boy, I got chills, you know, just 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 being in presence and and just had that sound that we create, that very unique sound that the two of us together. And uh, I was like, all right, okay, well, I've got some acoustic shows coming up, solo acoustic shows. Why don't you come yeah. and jam? So uh, Shane and. Our drummer came down and and uh, I played at the the Canyon Club out in, in Agora and in, in in LA, and we had a good time. We we were really really getting on. And he said, "Well, you know, I'm working on this new record." And I said, "Well, play me some stuff." And when I heard it, it just blew me away. I was just like, "Oh my god," you know. So I volunteered to a couple of songs. I thought, well, you know, if you need some help or whatever. Now that new record at the time would have been a Tracy Guns record because there, we all know there were kind of two LA guns at one point. Tracy, that record you were working on, if you hadn't well, reunited was, with Phil, what would it have been? I don't know. I don't know. I was, you know, I mean, I'm always writing record, you know, and then, yeah. uh, it definitely wasn't going to be material for a new league of gentlemen record. It was definitely, you know, heavier. Yeah. Right. Well, um, once I heard it, I was like, I've, yeah. I've got to be part of this. I have to be part yeah. of this. Because initially when this started, you, uh, Phil, you you were doing shows like Phil Lewis, Tracy Gunn shows while still doing yeah. L.A. Guns. Yeah. And then there was a lot of confusion sort of because it seemed like when you made the statement that you were going back with yeah. Tracy that you were getting yeah. out. Yeah. I don't know if you were just doing that to mess with I was, people. I was, or... I was, no, no, no. I wasn't messing with nah. anyone. It, there was a lot of confusion when there were two L.A. Guns touring at the same time. But after me and Tracy had that little get-together, uh, I, I mean, I don't know if it was because of that or whatever, he, he changed the name of his band. He changed it to, to Gunzo. And that re- I really, really appreciated that a lot. And that, that just made it easier for everybody to figure out what was going on. And and uh, I was just like, you know, gradually 
com- compelled to, to 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 I was drawn to it because the thing that I was doing with Steve, to to be frank, was was getting a little stale. Mm-hmm. I wanted to do a new record, and he wasn't up for doing it. Uh, you know, I wasn't happy with uh, you know the placement on on a lot of the shows that we were doing on festivals and 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 bands that we were playing with that you know we really had no business being on on the same bill as. Um, and, and I was very, very frustrated with that. So I actually told Steve a year before I quit the beginning of this year, I told him like in October of 15 that I was leaving, I was going to be leaving New Year's on, on, on 16. And I, and I wasn't at that point, I wasn't even planning on, on, on rejoining Tracy and, and, and putting the real LA guns together. I was just, you know, I was going to do something else Mm -hmm. and it just, just fell into place perfectly. Mm -hmm. Tracy, from your vantage point, I mean, when you guys connected for that first sort of jam, did you think ultimately this is where the whole thing was going to end end up, or did this kind of just happen more naturally, organically, or whatever? Or, or, or was well, in the back of your mind saying, "Well, he's going to hear this shit, and we're gonna we're gonna throw down again." Well, I, I mean, I'm very uh, uh, I plan ahead, you know, for lack of a better word, and. And there's tests along the way. It's the same as, you know, writing music. You know, when, when I write a song, before there's any lyric or melody, the music has to stand on its own. So everything I do is in steps. So we did our, we got together for a few months doing small gigs. Then we did a nice one um, in Las Vegas at the Hard Rock for the 25th anniversary where our friend put that together for us. And so, so yes, organically, but completely planned. So, and then... You know, then we did, you your know, your show. show and that was the biggest test. It was like, okay, no, we're not going to go play at three in the afternoon in the sunshine as LA guns. You know what Wait, I mean? Wait, what do you mean my show? The, oh, the Hair Nation thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. This, well, yeah. This, this, was, this was like the, the make or break gig. That was it. Right, because I mean, well, actually, the irony of that, which was that's coming up on a year ago already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but exactly. The irony of that is that I, uh, you guys headlined, I guess, the second stage. That's right. Yep. Which I never ended up seeing you because yeah. I had to stay on the main stage because they had this turning thing. It was yeah. crazy how much it Yeah, yeah it was going. you and the 50 people left in the main stage when we were Oh, playing. we had yeah. such a great turn. Yeah, it was well, amazing. Everyone, and I'm and, not just oh, saying yeah. that because you're here, everyone was like, LA guns yeah. were unbelievable. It was electric. It, it, has, really to, was. it has to do that. I don't understand how... You could be in a rock band in a time where rock is very unpopular and not be really careful about what you do with your brand name as a band in this environment. And I mean, we're having success because we're, we're, we give, we really can't give a shit. You know what I mean? And we do. And it's almost impossible to have any mystique these days. It's impossible to keep yourself out of, you know, off of metal sludge or blabbermouth. So the things you do, they got to be great. They got to be t- there's no phoning it in anymore. You you can't be do anything half assed. You can't just do stuff. So we cancel gigs like days before out here because they're not right. You know what I mean? Like we know ahead of time now that like, hey, that show that that you booked, we can't do that show. We can't we can't be seen that way. We canceled some <clears throat> South American uh, and South American tour actually because we, you know, just it wasn't the right time. We hadn't been together long enough to actually to get it to gel. For it to be, yeah. for us to, to to do that, and you know, it's, you, it's, you know, you have you have you have to care. Yeah. You, it's like any other business, and I and I hate to be the you know have that attitude with music, but I have to now. You know, I'm 51. He's yeah, a band a leader. You know, he has you know, he needs. Uh, yeah, it's it's good. The things you know. that are important are 
not being a douchebag. Yeah, I mean, and and I noticed that after when I came back, you know, he's a completely different person. You know, he's he's way cooler. He's way he's got way more empathy than he did. And I think being a dad and and you know both of us being in the wilderness mm-hmm. makes us appreciate each other a lot more. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, this may be a tough thing to bring up, Phil, but I got to bring it up because you yeah. mentioned his name a second ago, and yeah. I know Tracy where you land on this yeah. because you've been very open saying that we don't he, need to talk about Steve Riley. But <laughs> we don't. We just don't need to. But, but what I want to ask Phil because he was playing with them all. It doesn't those matter. Years, we don't yeah. need to talk. How about that him. conversation? No, went. I mean, I know you were going to bring up because when we did the TV, it's just show, drama. And you asked you know, me, like and, I, and, you, and I said never, and. And, and, that, and, and a I, lot of fans yeah. called that out yeah. on me. They're like, these know, guys know, said never. That's okay. And, and, you know, when I mean never, I mean never that lineup. We just put out uh, Hollywood Forever. And, and, and it was, just, you know, I was promoting that record and I was focused on the band that I was in at that time, mm-hmm. that lineup. And no, that wasn't, it was completely inconceivable. But that was, that was six years probably ago. about yeah and you know situations change right we got we got no well we got guns no, and roses yeah. is touring yeah, yeah. <laughs> not in this lifetime yeah, yeah. that's why the tour exactly. is called that exactly and that's so, why, yeah. that's why well, this is rock, cool. look rock cool. and roll yeah. is stories yeah. yeah you know that you know you can't even be noticed if there's no story that's what rocker you know it, it's starting with jerry lee lewis starting with robert johnson getting poisoned by his wife which didn't actually happen but these stories need to fuel rock and roll you know what i mean and um if everything was just you know oh they're so nice and this is great no one no one would care you got to have drama and i hate drama but you got to have it you know what i mean it, it's like the greatest Intrigue. you know it's like every mm-hmm. time nikki six says something stupid about me it's the greatest thing that happens to me does he the, all the time he can't he can't stop he's always just got to say something stupid right but i get so much attention when he does it it's like thank you so much brother mm. you know it's great mm. Mm. Yeah, that's rock right. and roll yeah. that's what it is it's, yeah 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 it's not supposed to be tame the interesting thing about this coming back together as well is the lineup that this has settled on because tracy you come back into the band and he's not here and wait until I see him because every time I see him, we're, dude, I'm from New York. We're going to hang out. But Michael Grant, Michael, he, 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 uh, he's in the band. He he was playing yeah, with you. He came you. with me. He came over with me. He was we, part wanted, of the, we wanted to have a two guitar line. Which I thought was incredibly cool. Yeah. And Tracy, obviously, that was something you were down with. And what I found yeah. interesting is- Well, that was is, my decision. Right, because you, know, you, you, had actually, you had actually befriended Michael before mm-hmm. you went back to LA, LA right, Guns right, came right, together right, again, right? right? Yeah, so yeah, talk I, about that. Well, it was interesting because uh, I had seen a video because I used to like to to watch um, the different guys they had in the band because they were just miserable, you know. And then so I I, I go <laughs> Wait, on the there. band was miserable. No, 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 no. Like, like guys we, we trying to play, pretty, uh, some, you know, uh, not good guitar players. Guitar players. So compared you know, to Tracy, Gunn's I have a great sense of humor. So I'm like, oh my god, that poor guy. But Michael <laughs> is different. Michael goes out there. He's his own unique individual shredding guitar player with his own personality with his own style and i i love the uniqueness of him as a player you know what i mean like he never even bothered to learn any of my solos <laughs> ever he didn't care he's just like he didn't care about la guns before he joined the band there's an opportunity and a platform him for him to shine right. as the person that he was and i admired that and so like i hit him up like I think he said to me about a year and a half ago, "Hey man, are you I like you going to do LA Guns again ever?" And I'm like, "No, bro, I ain't going to do it." So, then when this happened, he was the first person I got a hold of. I'm like, "Bro, I'm putting LA Guns back together. 
do you want to be in the band? He's like, uh, yeah, like what else am I going to do? You know what I mean? So it was, That must have been an interesting call because bro, I'm putting it back together. So his first thought is probably like, you're fired. That's the next thing you're going to say. Yeah, but and, I, but I made a promise to him. then you say, no, you're staying, in, you're staying in the fold. Yeah, because I made a promise to him and I do love him. And uh, I, 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 now that I really know him, I mean, it's like even better. Yeah, you know, and and Phil will say this. He is nearly identical the same personality that I had when I was in my twenties. Mm. You know, he's just a little firecracker. His mouth never stops. You know, Phil, he's, where he's did you funny. find him before? I was auditioning. We were auditioning. We got uh, Stacy Blades fucked off, and uh, we were trying to find another player. It was in Hollywood. It was at Cascade on Santa Monica. And uh, it wasn't going very well. We were auditioning for two or three days. And I'd have people coming down that looked great. They looked the part, but they just couldn't play. And then I had other people that looked ridiculous that should be in no doubt that were just absolutely played great. But there was no way I could have them in the band. And I was getting really frustrated. And uh, we were sitting having a smoke break out front. And I saw him come around the corner like a little ninja and he had his guitar case under his arm and like a little hat on. And he just swept around the corner and went into a studio. And I was like compelled. I was like. So wait, he wasn't coming to, to no, see you guys? No, I walked into a rehearsal room and pulled him out. <laughs> yeah. I said, hey, hey, what are you which doing? Is the, which is the greatest thing because it wasn't somebody gunning for a gig no. in a band. No. You know what I mean? It's like he heard him and it had to go to him. And that's always what you want. You know what I mean? Like, you don't want, like, if you're auditioning people, that means they're on their best behavior. You know what I mean? When they show up. You know what I mean? Like, everybody's Michael on their best behavior. Michael always looks great. He's never scruffy, you yeah. know? He always, yeah. and he showed up for rehearsal. He had his own gig that night at the Viper Room. He, he had his, his band, The Assassins, were playing. And he said, well, come on down, you know, and, and check it out. And, and I went down, and, and he was great. You know, he was singing and playing. But he wasn't really, like, shredding. You know, I wasn't like, and I was, I was wondering, you know, as I said to him, I said, well, you know, you're, you're, you're 99% there, but can you, you know, can you play, like, Tracy Gunn-style solos? And, yeah, he, yeah. He, you know, he learned them re- style. Not exactly. Yeah, he does his thing, man. Yeah, he did, did his thing. He's, and he's I was like, wow, I love him. This guy's great. And it was, I got really lucky. It was an impulse, and it was a lucky one. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we got Michael. We got Johnny Martin, who's sitting right here. So, Johnny, mm-hmm. why, why don't we get you on the mic there? Where, where, do, you, where, where do you come in and out of the L.A. gun story? Because uh, talk about your history with the guys. Well, pretty much I'd say about, 10 years ago? No, let's start um, from us touring together the year before. What, with uh, with Brides? No, 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 no. Me and you and Shane. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, how this, with Michael how... O'Mara. Or do you want to know my history with, with Tracy? The, the, the history of the whole connection to, to oh, getting... Whole thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, where it starts. Well, with pretty you. much I was in a band called the Chelsea Smiles with, uh, with Todd Youth and a few other guys. Christian Martucci, who's in uh, Stone, Stone Sour. Sour right. Yeah. And uh, we went on tour with Brides of Destruction, and Tracy and I really got to know each other. Then a few years later, uh, his version of L.A. Guns was going to Europe, and he needed a bass player for about a month, so I, I agreed to do that. And we just became friends that way, and then I joined Adler immediately after that tour, so I was busy with that. Then March of last year, he calls me up to do a solo tour. I do that, and then they start talking about doing shows together, Phil and Tracy, mm-hmm. and they asked me to be involved with it. And I was honored being a fan when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it just kept snowballing from there, and the album, uh, the recording process came. I was a part of that, yeah. and it just, here I am. It just, uh, it, it was fairly simple, but well, it took a while. The really interesting thing 
is uh, of how because we're talking about the lineup, you know, and like why is the lineup the way the lineup is now? Um, Johnny and Shane and I, we probably did seventy dates, mm-hmm. somewhere between seventy and hundred last dates, year uh, with Michael O'Mara, who's a great friend of all of ours, mm-hmm. amazing singer. Um, but our thing was like, you know, we play some LA Guns music, but we also just play whatever we want. So like Shane and Johnny and I gelled as a rhythm section over a year. Un- that is unbelievable. It was. I mean, and when I heard it, I was like, "This is. A, let's not mess with perfection." You know, the, he really had a yeah, great rhythm, rhythm section down. They yeah. had Mitch on board. You know, we had good new songs. This was like, let's let's not even yeah. try. And, and Shane is it. the drummer. Yeah, Shane's the drummer. He was in Gunzo too. Right. Okay. So that's how this kind of like it landed together. Yeah, it all know? kind of pieced together. And yeah. it didn't have to work. I mean, we could have went into the first rehearsals for the Hair Nation Festival at Irvine. And it, you know, even though everybody's great, it, it, there's always a chance that it it's, doesn't work. You know what I mean? Chemistry, you can have, yeah, chemistry yeah. or whatever. But it did, and I was so relieved after the first rehearsal. You know, I was leaving, going, "Oh my god, okay, everybody was in the pocket." You know, like everybody can sing. Every, you know, it's like which just makes everything a million times easier because the one thing that I don't have to worry about with the band is it playing good and sounding good. Yeah. Like if you got to worry about that, then that's like a that's a crappy place to start. You know? Speaking of singing, you know, I I saw I've seen you guys once or twice since this has been back together. The show out after Nam around Nam mm-hmm. that I hosted in uh, Orange the County, yeah, 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 which was phenomenal. I mean, I stood out there and I just the the power of this band coming off the stage the, with the two guitars, the rhythm yeah. section, and I've said this many times without him sitting here, and I'll say it with him sitting here. This guy over here on the left. This got to be one one of the most underrated singers oh, out there. My because, God, no doubt about it. Because Phil, your voice, man, oh, shucks, what Eddie. you're <laughs> still able to do. But no, you know why I say that? Because you, you t- a lot of people talk about singers that are can't do it anymore, right, and, right, how, right. and they're shitty, and they just yeah. are, they've let themselves go, and they mm. can't hit the notes. And then you talk about and you celebrate the guys, the Glenn Hughes of the world, yeah, who are the man, freaks. But yeah. but Phil, I mean, you've been doing this a long time, and it's still all there. I mean, it's the it's, Jack Daniels. <laughs> <laughs> it's I the Vino man. I mean, it's amazing how yeah. consistent your voice has always Thank been. You. Man. It's, it's 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 discipline. You know, I I work hard at it. You know, it requires it a lot of sleep after shows, especially yeah. when we've got a bunch of shows, a string of dates together. We try um, to fly him as much as possible. Yeah. To keep him the off the bus, you know, and... keep him on his own in, in a healthy environment. We don't do more than three shows in a row, things like that. And, you know, I remember talking to you. But because, thank you. I appreciate that. Well, yeah, it's, it's sincere. I was talking to you. I was talking to you about this. Uh, I was thinking about this the other day. I remember talking to you at times for a while when you were out altogether of music. Yes. I remember I had you on my show. Yeah. I think you you were editing sports yeah, I, I or was, something. I was. I worked over at Fox Sports Net as, as, as an audio editor. And, and I swear to God, I was. You being, were out. Yeah, out I was of in music. my docker pants and my button-up <laughs> shirt and i i was convinced that i was done that was it how you many know? years was that what well years that would that? have been um that when my daughter was born in 96 you know it was like you know the the the, the band was over the genre was over right. it was all over it was you know, like time time to get a real job and and so 96 me. to what how many years till 2000 when About we did 2000, the first yeah. reunion so four like, or five years yeah. you were in the business world out of music not completely singing. out of it yeah Do you think that helped you at all did you think it reinvigorated you in some way you know i i swear to god i honestly when i was doing that i thought i was done i really thought i had my moment you know a lot of the people that i worked with the engineers and and the people um that at the at the facility were ex-musicians and and you know it didn't take too long before they figured out who i was right um 
and uh, they were really, you know, really, really good people. I like them a lot. And and the opportunity came up that um, there might be a possibility that I could do the reunion. And all my colleagues were like, "Do it, go for it, do it for us." Right. You know, do, you know, be 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 what we always wanted to be. We know you, we love you, and and we're going to follow you. And a hundred percent, you you got this job anytime you want to come back. Right. But you got to go for it. Yeah. And I did. And then you never went back. And I haven't been back since. Yeah, you've been doing <laughs> it seventeen the whole time, years ago. Man. Wow. Yeah, it's that's like, incredible. Nice, wow, wild story. Yeah, roller coaster. Yeah. All right, so you're out there right now. You guys are touring. The vibe is great since everybody's been back. You're having fun. Yeah. Uh, response from the fans, I imagine, has been great. Incredible. You see, uh, Phil, both of you guys, from what you were doing individually before coming back together, I'm imagining you already expressed, Phil, that you had discontent about your billing and on shows and yeah. the, the you know the, the whole situations of the business. So that's improved. yeah, I was done. I was over it. I was at that point where I was like, you know, I didn't want to be in in that anymore if tracy did not circle back around with yeah. you and did not appear to you as the person he is now yeah. we like him more and all that yeah do you would you have stepped out oh yeah i was fucked off back I was, to I was, the yeah, video yeah. no i don't know what no i mean you know i was assuming uh that i was gonna you know do like you know solo acoustic stuff you know right. i'd do right. like you know three or four shows a month cover my exes and whatever else came up Right. That was really seriously my plan because yeah. I just couldn't well, carry on. You still on. had some of those booked while, yes, while this did. was getting booked. That, yeah. You know. so, well, yeah. yeah, because for a brief yeah. time, both things were going. Yeah. Which is where the, the confusion came in because the, remember when you put out that statement, Phil, uh, I don't know if it was on Facebook or whatever, everybody was like, Phil Lewis is done. It, it sounded like you were you were walking yeah. out. And Tracy texted me. He goes, no, 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 no. Here's what's going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, okay. I had to make some kind of closure. You know, it was it was a New Year's show. It was the end of a year. And, you know, I, I told everybody in the band, I told Riley, I told, you know, all, all our agent and management that that was it. I was done. And the funny thing is, I don't think they really believed me. You know, I really don't think because, you know, even up until like November, they were throwing dates in January and February at me. And I was like, you didn't remember what I said. I'm I'm yeah. leaving. This yeah. is it. I'm done. Yeah. Like, oh, no, no, no. Of course you're not. And I was bloody serious. Yeah, I was. I was. That was it. Do you guys feel in some way that it's kind of like um, you're in a mode now where you're almost trying to rebuild and reestablish the band and the brand for what it is because there had been so many fractures of la guns it so did many get very versions. diluted i agree yeah. with that um uh but we don't we don't see it as i, I don't see this as as as, as a, a, an an act of nostalgia i with the new record clearly and, and, not when people hear the new music yeah, but yeah. i'm just saying that we're because there's still people that are like well, uh, we're definitely fortunate about, we're definitely fortunate to have the nostalgia factor you know what doesn't I mean? help. Um, you know we have a built-in fan base um Knowing how to work social media and how to pay for advertising on our own and do stuff like that in conjunction with with frontiers, we're able to reach a lot of people. And and first of all, we got to capture our base. You know, everybody still doesn't. Our own fans don't know. That's exactly what I meant. Mm -hmm. Is that I get calls on this show every day from people like you know whatever happened to guys that are still active? Like people are not. And and because L.A. Guns maybe. I mean, you guys were the original band. Now it's become some of the norm, but you guys were almost the original two versions up. Yeah, well, I know. Rolling. Rolling. I know. We got some stick for it, and well, 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 well deserved too. I think. You but know. so, so now it's it's probably going to take a little while for people to realize. No, there is only one LA Guns, yeah. and it is Phil and Tracy. Yeah. But the cool thing is, is that the way that 
that we've taken our time and, and we're like making an effort to reach out to our fan base, you know, in all forms, touring, communicating, you know, things like that. You are a, a huge help to that. Mm-hmm. Um, even Blabbermouth is a big help for us doing that because people become aware that we're doing it. So, okay, that's the first step is like people knowing. Then we had to make sure we made a great record. And we have to talk about it a long time before it goes out while we're still reassembling just our base. And then now with the speed video out and stuff like that, there are young guitar players on YouTube already, already. playing the song. Yeah. Wow. So yeah. this is this is this has to happen for us to do justice to what we what we created. Like I'll be totally honest. I didn't you know, I didn't think LA Guns was unique in any way until I was gone. And then we get back, you know, doing shows and what just what Phil said? It's like, man, when I play and he sings, there's something that happens, you know, that intangible thing. And uh, I'm very excited about it. this. is very cool, man. You know, it's really good. Speaking of new record, give us now, Tracy. You have been sending me yeah. snippets, and I mean, you you were sending me stuff from this while it was just riffs, like mm-hmm. well before Phil even sang on it, yeah. and giving getting me up to speed with what you were doing and what it was sounding like. And I, so I kind of. You know, was very um, listening to this thing evolve as you went with yeah, it. The and whole now, process, yeah, and and which I appreciate. It was very cool. And now uh, we're here with this coming out in October, right? What's uh-huh. the exact Friday the thirteenth? Friday the thirteenth. There you go. <laughs> uh, the title of the album is the missing piece. The missing piece. P e a c e. Yes. Okay. It's apt, don't you think? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Looking at CNN right now. Yeah, it sure is. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys. Um, the, as far as creatively getting this together, you st- the stuff that you initially played for Phil was the catalyst for this? You were yeah, getting yeah. stuff a day yeah. after Phil was getting stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so, I can't sing, so you have nothing to worry about. That's Phil. right. <laughs> so what I would do is I, I would I would kind of put those pieces of music together and get it to Phil. So he'd be like, oh, my God, I love this. Right. And I'd send it to you to see, hear what you would say. Yeah. And you would go like, man, this is something. And yeah. I'd be like, OK, cool. Mitch. Mitch is the last in line. Right. So then, then the songs would get written. Okay. Then you'd get the next one and stuff. Like, so, yeah, I'm a I'm a cold hearted, calculating bitch, man. You know, like <laughs> no, he's, I, he's I cannot he's an ex- settle. Excellent motivator. He he is he's, yeah. he's he has great qualities of leadership, and and he's just he's he's, he's matured phenomenally since I've been away since, in the time that I've been gone. He means I got old. Twelve. <laughs> thanks, no, thanks, no, buddy. Dude, I got old. You're still a baby. But I hate we to, have. Hate we, to break it to you guys, yeah, but we yeah, all got yeah, old. Yeah, <laughs> but we have a killer team. Me, Tracy, Mitch, and Johnny. The, the band. Mm-hmm. This is. This is. This Our is management. Great. Everything. Yeah. Everything, everything is, is just so so spot on right now. Well, good. Mm-hmm. It's good to see you guys happy. It's good to see you. Uh, so, what if we would have made a terrible record? It would have ruined everything. Yeah. I, we would Can't never, afford to have a bad record right now. I hate to say this, but I'm going to say it. Yeah. If even if you made a terrible record, I don't think it would have ruined everything because unfortunately we're in a place right now with new music from right. rock bands where yeah. your fan base is going to buy it no matter what it is, and then bridging beyond that. Yeah, but it would have ruined really it difficult. for us. <laughs> I, I, have to, I do have to say that though we did that, that reunion in 2000, and we did make a really shitty record. It wasn't very good. Which but, one was that? It's the Black Beauties thing, right? Black Beauties or yeah. something yeah. like oh, okay. that. It's like a greatest uh, hits with new songs yeah, on it's, it. It's yeah. fucking terrible. We, yeah. we, we yeah. had no direction, and it was like, you know, like uh, four, five... Five chefs and no cooks. And well, that, you got to, yeah. you know, I mean, when I tell, I say this to people all the time, it's like, 
you got to make records for yourself in this day and age. That's it. You got to make records that make you happy Mm -hmm. and then let the chips fall where they may. I mean, I hear from artists all the time and I appreciate them thinking enough of me to ask, but they'll say like, well, what do you think the single should be? And I'll be like, it should be whatever you mm-hmm. want your fans that's to right. hear yeah. first. Like was, the idea yeah. of like going for a hit single, yeah, like that's, that's like hitting the lottery now. <laughs> yeah, it's, do, well, speed, do what, speed jumped out. There was no question about it. That was going to be the first. First, yeah, right. first. And, and the great thing about this record is we have like these little three minute songs uh, like Speed, and then we've got these epic ten minute yeah. uh, musical interludes that that you know like it's going to make it. It's a very very interesting record. A lot of texture to the record. Yeah. A lot of dynamics. Yeah. A lot of different things going on. Like you said, you got the six six and a half minute song and the three mm-hmm. minute song, yeah. and it's the it's very song. It's, nine nine fifty nine. Yeah. Well, instead of always you know kind of relying on Beatles, Stones, Led Zeppelin, um, when mapping out a record, you know, I mean, I've always done it that way. Like okay, da 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 da, diversity. You know, Smashing Pumpkins were good at being diverse as well. Later, um, on this one, <clears throat> I looked at you know, some of the big queen albums where there's, you know, tons of diversity and how they glued it together. Obviously deep purple as well. Of course. And, um, I wanted to, I was playing with Rudy Sarzo and while I was playing with Rudy Sarzo for over a year, he was giving me, uh, you know, step five musical education, you know, about anytime I get new information, I do stuff with it. And I really wanted to write this classical stuff without it being really pretentious and like, hey, I'm this guy with my guitar around my neck and look at how many fingers I have. I have 14 fingers. <laughs> um, never, it's, at so, no point is it pompous at all. Right. So so like the idea was, okay, push LA Guns to the next level. Got to have the killer rock tracks. Got to have the sleazy tracks. Got to have the blues bass tracks. Here's part two of Waking the Dead. How can I take the heavy stuff? And, and propel it. Well, the only way I could do it was to know more about music and to put music together. You know, uh, a friend of mine in France bought us the orchestra for my birthday last year that's on the, the orchestrated stuff. That's real orchestra. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like oh, stuff. Oh, real strings. Like yeah. Oh, yeah. So, you know, I, I just thought to myself, during the pro- wait a minute, you know, if these guys in the 70s can make records with all these instrumentation, and it was so difficult to do it then, you know what I mean? You didn't, you had nothing digital, you know, you had to like hire people and stuff. Right. Why can't it easily be done now? And just by making some phone calls, you know, meeting people over the last 30 years in the business, you know, why can't we make this a grand affair? You know, why can't we make, you know, an enormous sounding record, you know, with everything at our fingertips and virtually things just don't cost anything anymore, you know, in a lot of ways to, to record. Why not? And, and, um, you know, this is the first record in my life. I can honestly say there's not one thing about this record I would change. Nothing. Nothing. Again, coming out October 13th, The Missing Piece. You want to talk to some of the public? You want to hear hear from some of the fans you as got well? Got some questions? Yeah. Sure. If you want yeah. to call in and talk yeah, to yeah. the guys in LA Guns, sure. again, Johnny Martin's here, Phil Lewis, Tracy Guns. We'll work in a few calls. Coming back with more with the guys right after this. This, this is the Eddie Trunk Podcast. Well, I've been telling you guys about True Car. You know the deal. If you want to feel comfortable that you're getting a fair price, you need 
pricing context. That's information that empowers you to feel confident. With TrueCar, you'll see what other people in your local market paid for the car you want. And from there, you can connect with a local TrueCar certified dealer and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Using TrueCar, you can easily find the car you want, and then TrueCar will show you what other people in your area paid for the car you want. And now you know what a fair price is so you can feel confident. Once you register, you'll see real pricing on actual inventory. We're talking competitive pricing offered to you only by a True Car certified dealer for an actual vehicle on their lot. It's pricing you'll see before going to a dealership so you can feel confident when you show up. With True Car, you can connect with a local certified dealer of your choosing and you can enjoy a quick, easy buying experience. True Car customers, they are more likely to enjoy a faster buying process when they connect with True Car certified dealers. And True Car users, you ready for this? Save an average of over three grand off MSRP. So when you're ready to buy, visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Some features are not available in all states. Hey, my name is James Petrogallo. I'm Jimmy Wisman. Please join us every single Tuesday for Crime in Sports. So fun. You like sports? You don't have to. Let's just set up a context and find out what an idiot did wrong. What I do like you say? It. I'm in. We're going to do that each and every week. We take an athlete, we break him down, we make fun of everything he's ever done. Yeah. But in order to do that, we have to build up and tell you all about their career and get you to what, James? To grace. grace. And That's then right. watch them fall from grace Who as they inevitably like do. Join us. Big criminals, small criminals, sports you've never heard of. Doesn't matter. It's the crime. It's the comedy. It's such a good time. Join us every Tuesday for Crime in Sports. You can join us every Tuesday at PodcastOne.com, the Podcast One app, or subscribe on all Apple products. Find us every Tuesday and laugh at people. This This is the Eddie Trunk Podcast. And now back to more with L.A. Guns on this week's Eddie Trunk Podcast. <laughs> that record cost us close to a million bucks to record. It took us fucking like... Almost a year. S- almost a year to record. And, and, and the missing piece, Sonic... The missing piece sonically blows it out the water. It's, just, it's incredible. You know, it's... A like, million bucks it took? Yeah. Uh, $835,000 yeah. to be cocked and loaded. Yeah. And a, a year to record. Those were the days. Right? Those were the days. <laughs> we didn't Most get of any it of went on, on catering, lobster tail and whatnot. <laughs> yeah, was Orman's. that the record, Michael J- Oh, that was Tom Orman? Yeah. yeah. Michael J did Holly Vampire. Michael yeah. James Jackson. That was only 650 grand. Crazy. What were the videos? What did they cost? They're usually about a buck fifty, a buck, uh, you know, one hundred twenty thousand, yeah, one hundred fifty. I mean, we didn't get like GNR stupid on, See, the, way, on, on the budget. The way it worked then, you got nice budgets, but they also made sure that the producer spent as much of that money as they could. Studios, yeah. It's a great business, man. Everything goes backwards. Here, here's all this money. Make sure it gets back to me. Well, where do you guys sit on that? Having made records for for decades now, where do you sit on on the the business now versus the way it was? Because I imagine there's pros and cons to each scenario, right? I mean, do you miss the days of the big budgets, the big studios, the big producers, or you like it better now? Where you personally, have more control? I don't. I because I, I felt yeah, I, I feel like it. we have so much more control now than we did back then. You know, we had a, a, a business manager, we had a, accountants, we had publicists. And everybody wanted to stick their five cents in, you know, with, oh, no, that's not the right single. That's, you know, that's, no, no, I don't really like the chorus. And and it was like none of their business. And we're we're not bogged down with any of that anymore. So I I like that aspect of it. The good thing, though, of of us going through all that time was the education. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like, 
we met great people. We made we met awful people. Mm-hmm. We made some great decisions. Some people made great decisions for us. Others made you know. So you know, hopefully by now, you know, uh, thirty years later, you know. I'd say we kind of know what we're doing. When you hear old songs from like something like Rip and Tear, does it, uh, for the most part, conjure up good memories? Does it does it take you back or like what? Uh, it, does, what is it? it does have good memories, of course, because yeah. it was a wonderful, wonderful time, especially for me. You know, being like you know, transported from over from from London uh, to, to you know, I was like I died and gone to heaven. But when I do hear it, you know, I, I just like you know the mixes are all wrong. You know, I want to go back mm. and remix it. In fact, we're we will. Talk, we we're will. talking about we, we we're about to get the uh, our masters back for the first record. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm personally, I, I was always disappointed with the way that sound. I thought it sounded tinny. It sounds like a cocaine mix. Yeah. You know, it's what it sounds like to me, and I'm really looking forward to getting those tapes back and and and, and remixing it and yeah, making as, it sound the way it should. As those years come up, because it's a 30 year clause for us, I believe it could be 35, but we're checking right now. Um, in December of this year, it would be 30 years since the first record was released. Um, and what what I what I want to do is leave the charm of the sound on the records, but make them sound also pleasing at the same time you know what i mean so like no re-records just yeah. you know stuff like that because you know phil and i are pretty particular you know we grew up on 60s at music you know what i yeah, mean so i don't want to redo the vocals no no anything. no nothing no, like i just that. want to make it sound fat yeah you know. sonically you know it it was it, it's a little lacking in my less opinion. digital reverb you know yeah. stuff like that so 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 you're saying your, your masters yeah, revert man. back to you at this mm-hmm. uh, as each time the first as, record's coming up yeah Wow, that's pretty cool yeah. because mm-hmm. some of the the dreaded in perpetuity line in mm-hmm. contracts where the labels have them forever. Yeah. But, no, but even in perp- perpetuity generally is 35 years, right? Not sure. Like there's actually <laughs> there, there's actually there's actually an N0 on infinity in those clauses. Oh, there yeah. is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good to hear. They so don't expect musicians to live 35 years. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty so, amazing. So you'll have um, you'll have your you'll be able to do what you want with your catalog mm-hmm. very soon, and mm-hmm. it'll be the kind of thing where um, where everybody has to be involved in something like that because whoever signed the record deal, the contract, which would be Nikki Beat and Kelly Nichols, Mick Cripps, me and Phil, you know, we will control those by committee. You know what I mean? Like what happens to them what we can do with them. Right. You know, so that like opens up kind of another, could be a great thing, could be a weird thing. You know? Right, yeah. right. All right, um, let's uh, talk to, do, do you guys, ha- I said I was going to get you out at seven. You need to be right out at seven or do you? No, no, no. no. Okay, okay, cool. All right, let's get your uh, some people on. I'm sure people sure. would love to say hi to you guys. Again, Johnny Martin is here, Phil Lewis, Tracy Guns from LA Guns. And uh, we'll get uh, your calls on right now for the guys for a little bit. Again, the new album comes out October 13th. It's called The Missing Piece, a uh, a great sounding record and a significant record if you're an L.A. Guns fan, the reunion of Tracy and Phil back. And they're out there touring. Where do you go from here? You're playing New York. You're playing here in New York. We're going up to Buffalo tonight. We're going to play a show there tomorrow night. And then we're going to head right back down and play the Gramercy. Okay. On Wednesday night, yeah. on Wednesday night, and we're excited as hell about that. And you, uh, you go, are you out on just doing like little clusters of touring? No, we, you're we, out yeah. now. The record was supposed to be out now. Yeah, we're supposed oh. to. Come we're, out we're, we're doing the. We're promoting the record that doesn't actually <laughs> yeah. hasn't okay. actually been released. Yeah. But we're having fun, and and you know yeah. we're we're having a good time, and people are loving it. So no complaints. All right, cool. Let's get a few calls on. Uh, let's see. Let's go to. Uh, um, trying to see where yeah, we're going to begin yeah. rob who's in springfield rob where's springfield rob 
Massachusetts, about an hour and a half east of Boston. Springfield, Mass. You guys will need your headphones in order okay. to hear the callers. I'm sorry, I should have told you. You got any over there, Phil? I got here. Take these. Thank you. There should be enough for everybody, but there's an extra right, set there, yeah, maybe right. if you need it too. Springfield, hello. Springfield, you're on the air. Robin hello. Springfield, you're on with LA Guns. There we go. Yeah. How you guys doing, Eddie and the LA Guns? We're all good. We're doing good. Eddie and the Gun. <laughs> Eddie and the That's Cruiser. the new spinoff band. <laughs> What's your question, Rob? Will you guys be touring for that new album? Yeah, that's they're, the plan. They're on tour now. Yeah, I mean, we, the, the album was supposed to be out. It was already supposed to be. It was supposed to come out. We were near Hartford, Connecticut, Providence, Rhode Island. We just left there. We were just at, um, at the, the, the Webster. Webster. We played there like four days ago. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank Don't you, worry. Rob, for the phone call. Nobody else knew up there either. Isn't that the worst? Um, <laughs> isn't that... <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Isn't that the worst though? When you get calls from people yeah. like, and they'll they'll be like, um, "So are you gonna? When are you gonna play?" And you're like, "There a day ago." Yeah, yeah, or yeah. when are you gonna put out a new record? And you put out one like yeah. three months ago. Uh, oh, I thought the internet was supposed to like I, make it easier to dude, get information. I get into it with my audience constantly when they yeah. do that because it's like you've got to know what's going on. Uh, just use yeah. Google. Bobby in Virginia. Hey, Bobby, you're on with LA Guns. Hello, Eddie. Love your show. Thank you. Crazy. You guys were my upbringing. I'm in my mid-40s nice. now. I mean, I loved you guys, Motley Crue, GNR. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there a website I can go to see where you guys are going to be playing? Very good point. Yeah, there we, you go. That's that's amazing. Very um, good point. LAGunsmusic.com. Cool. I drive a tractor trailer across country. Nice. Time of, I'd love to come see you. Anytime, oh, man, man. Please do. Oh, yeah. yeah. Always welcome. And if you're driving a tractor trailer, I mean, you could just take your route to wherever LA Guns are playing and then yeah, you could drop in. Right. It's very easy for you, Bobby. Thank you for the call. Go see them live. I'm telling you, I did. And it's, uh, it is a killer show. Uh, Jim from New York. Hey, Jim, you're on the air. Hey, Phil. Jim Crean. Hey, Jimmy. How you doing, man? We're going to see you tomorrow, right? Look, yeah, we're looking forward to playing with you tomorrow night, my brother. Looking forward to and, it too, uh, mate. You guys tear, tore it up in Syracuse. Um, Thank you. For those who haven't seen this version of this band, by far the best LA Guns out there. I mean, uh, you guys just really bring it. Well, and the good news so is there's on. only one exactly. out there. Exactly. Yeah, you know, you don't have point. to. We can get yeah. away from saying yeah, the version of because there is only yeah. one. Well, we're just like LA well, Guns, only better. <laughs> We do have a record. I think it's like something like forty-eight members. Or a lot of members. Yeah. Man. I was yeah. going to ask you: Did you yeah. ever count them up? Well, I know it was in the at least the four, high forties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I made the Wikipedia page from five years oh, ago. Hey, you know what? It almost Johnny every did? one of those yeah. people is, is a great person. Oh yeah, we're friends with yeah. so many of the past yeah. members of the band. It's mm-hmm. amazing. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah, no yeah. hard feelings. Okay. Oh. So you could you do some big kumbaya moment at forty-eight members on stage? orchestra. Well, That's we could. Right. I'd say we could get thirty yeah. that we uh-huh. all yeah agree that are you're yeah. cool with. Yeah. Wow. Well, imagine how that would sound. The L.A. Guns mega show. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Jim. Thank you for the call. Thanks, See you tomorrow, mate. Appreciate that. Uh, let's go to uh, Dan in California. Hey, Dan. Hey, how's it going, guys? Hi, Dan. Good. Good. I saw you at the whiskey last weekend, man. Amazing. Woo! Thank you. That was fun, huh? Definitely. Bill is badass, man. Thank, Thank you. Man. Thanks Great. a lot. Hey, did you see they put they're putting a uh, a box for us in in the whiskey? That you know, one of those um, shadow, shadow boxes. boxes yeah. You know, like a little uh, 
tribute to us. I mean, we have been playing there for over 30 years. It's about time. <laughs> oh, so you can get like a little monument yeah. in there. We've got our monument in there and uh, a plaque and whatnot. And Tracy's uh, you know, Trace getting a guitar in the rainbow finally yeah. next to Eddie Van Halen. Wow. That's yeah. cool. You know, yeah. LA Weekly ran an article on us. It was a very small one right before the whiskey show. It was the first article they had run on us since... Uh, 1986, the LA Weekly. Yeah, like really? really? Thanks, guys. We got hip again all of a sudden. Oh my gosh! Yeah. All right, well, Dan, is that it? Yeah, well, I just want to say, you know, you guys, you definitely deserve it, Tracy. You are underrated, man. You Thanks, are my bro. favorite guitar player, and just just keep rocking. Thanks for man. coming, Dan. We'll see you New Year's, eh? Yeah, see you New Year's, bro. New Year's, yeah. <laughs> Whiskey's the best place to see a show. Yeah, we love it there, obviously, yeah. I've been seen many, even though I'm an East Coast guy, seen many a show there and always uh, always a good time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we just, what, what are you laughing at? <laughs> hey, Eddie and I, we drink at the whiskey, yeah. yeah. We stumble. Will you judge the, uh, yeah. me, you, Lita, and who else? Brent Woods? We judge, Brent, yeah, Brent we judge was there. the uh, Battle of the Bands uh-huh. for the, the Aviators, Hair man, thing. and the Slam, not Slam Hound, what are they called? Electric Hound. They won. Is that the one they won? Yeah. Now they play with us. They play with LA Guns. Oh, every they time do? Yeah. We're the house band at the Whiskey now. Pretty much. It's crazy. Yeah. You know, I, I would. I wish everybody kept asking me if they were going to do the festival at Irvine again this year, but mm-hmm. obviously they're I guess not, not because yeah. they haven't announced it. Yeah, and, it's a bit late now. But and no. I think they, and Irvine's gone, it's by gone. the way. Right. It's, it's raised. Well, it, it will be at Glen Helen, but it won't be. It'll be. If we do, if they do it again, it'll be a year from now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. It's not going to happen. But the billboard is still up on, it, the, it, on rainbow. the rainbow. As of now, it's still up. So it's almost a year after the fact but it was still up as of the other day rainbow always keeping it alive yeah it's very <laughs> cool to have my stupid name up there on the sunset strip for a year so yeah, i was very man, happy about that i was very very flattered uh let's talk to scott who's in chicago hey scott you're on with la guns hey guys how you doing hi scott. Right, scott hey i just saw you guys in uh savannah illinois at poopies you Ooh, guys were amazing uh-oh. that's a fun gig what Poopies. a great place. Uh, sounds like yeah. a fun gig. Yeah. You, no, you've never a, been there? It's a bike. Oh. It's a compound. Oh, it's a great it's place. In the, middle, in the middle of this cornfield in the middle of nowhere. And it's, Poopies. Great. It, it is great. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's like great. Sons of Anarchy. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. But it's big. Yeah. It's like, yeah. It's like outdoors and a you know, beautiful stage. Beautiful people having a great time. Mm-hmm. It's really yeah. Incredible. The guy runs it. He's a really sweet guy. His name's Poopy. Yeah, Poopy. Oh, okay. He's cool. All right, Scott, you got a question? Yeah, just wondering why you guys uh, decided to leave uh, It's Over Now off the list. And if I drive my motorcycle from Chicago to Waterloo, Iowa, do you promise you'll play it at that show? No, because um, <laughs> it's, it's, beyond, beyond it being complex, it, it, it's a weird, overly produced song. And I agree that it's 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 probably one of the more popular L.A. Gun mm-hmm. songs. But um, right now, we don't really – we don't have any keyboards yeah. in the set yet and, it's and, so important to have keyboards yeah. on that song you know it's, it's slide a big, you know, the atmosphere of it I, we appreciate you liking the song and it, absolutely it's, man but yeah that's something that uh you know we we have thought about and and, and uh we tried it but it, ju- it just without the production it's just just not cutting it yeah. You know what you should do? Thanks, Scott, for the call. When people ask questions like that, you should just blame it on any of the other guys. Blame it on Johnny Martin. Blame it on me. Because Johnny. Yeah, just yeah. gets on Johnny. Because I don't have it. the Taurus pedals yet. <laughs> right, because Johnny doesn't have the yeah. Taurus yeah. pedals yet, man. There you go. Good. Borrow them from Getty Lee. Right, right. right. <laughs> uh, one or two more calls here. Let's get Tony, who's also in California, on. Go ahead, Tony. Hey, Eddie. First time caller. LA Guns. I love you guys. Nice. Thank you, Tony. Just, yeah, like. 
you guys have been huge throughout my life. Seen you a crap load of times. Uh, <laughs> just bought tickets last night for uh, New Year's with Faster Pussycat. Awesome. And I'm hoping you guys stay together. Stay together. That's a good off. one. <laughs> I don't want to see, so do see LA Guns version yeah. 3. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is right. six months. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. so, so like yeah. December I know, 1st, I might be doing here, an interview yeah. explaining things in here. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> you never know. I, know. I lived out on that metal show with both of you guys. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. <laughs> All right, guys. I love you guys to death. We'll see you uh, New Year. Thanks, right Mike. On, see you then. All right, Tony. Take care, man. Uh, let's see here. Uh, let's talk again. This is uh, Ross, who's in L.A. A lot of uh, your 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 like namesake your namesake uh, yeah. peeps represent. Yeah. What's up, Ross? Home base. What's up there, Tracy? Your bike is safe. Waiting for you when you oh, get off. Oh, Ross! What's up, dude? I was wondering. I was wondering if you were like Indian giving me that bike. I'm like, like, hey, I want to ride that bike. To the I'm just. I'm playing with you, buddy. I love you, man. Thanks. Yeah, we were riding that bike around the whiskey. On the, we all on the were, floor yeah. And, yeah, know, Russ built. I used to race BMX um, when I was 10, 11, 12, and thirteen years old. And uh, Russ is just a huge BMX guy. He, he custom built me a PK Ripper, like 25th anniversary. For, it's insane. And uh, I was going to throw it in the trailer so I could bring it. And, and he's like, I don't want that thing getting scratched. And he just snatched the bike back after we left. <laughs> I thought you meant motorcycle when no, you said no, bike. No, BMX. Bicycle oh. motocross. Oh, wow, yeah. okay. That was my youth. Hey, Eddie, 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 you signed my New York Giants hat. Remember at the at the Rainbow? How would he remember? <laughs> uh, come on. <laughs> a Giants hat at the Rainbow, yeah, I might yeah. remember, actually. <laughs> But uh, I would rec I would definitely give props to anybody wearing a Giants hat because that's my yeah, team. You so you signed, you signed my New York Giants hat, but I got a New York Giants big ripper too. So, uh, I tagged that's you a bike. Uh, Tracy with that bicycle. bike. You got to show it to him. Okay, I will. And I he's will. he's actually hey, making Martin, me Johnny Martin Army. Your bike's going too. He's oh, making me a Johnny, Johnny Martin, Martin Army, Army bike. Cool. Wow, look at it. Look, Simmons will come after you for that. Uh, I know. It's okay, <laughs> we want Simmons <laughs> to come. I know. Any attention we can get from anybody right now? Like Aerosmith, we're playing with Aerosmith and Chili. Yes. We are. How cool Whoa. is that, yeah. man? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's, let's talk about that's that. That's crazy. Yeah. Cool. Great, great show ahead of us. Hey, mm -hmm. Russ, thanks. Next time I get back out there, man, I'll gladly uh, sign whatever you want me to sign. Appreciate it, man. See you, Russ. All right. See, See ya. Yeah. Um, Aerosmith. Yeah, wow, we got, that's sacred ground. It's a, a two-day event in, in Chile, and, and the first night is, is GNR and The Who, and the second night is Aerosmith, Def Leppard, and yours truly. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. so Pretty cool, cool right? Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. Come on, Eddie, you want to go? Oh, right? come <laughs> on! My, my, my yeah. gears are turning, man. Yeah, that metal show was big down there yes, too. I, I would love to get down there and see that because, uh, you know, with Aerosmith. Hey, we could talk to Chuck. We could talk to Chuck. All right, okay, okay. okay well, yeah, the, right. Uh, our people will talk to your people, but mm. our people are the, are same, the same people. people. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that, I love that that would be uh, that would be really cool. Um, uh -huh. The thing with Aerosmith is that being such. A lifelong fan, as I'm sure you guys are. Of course, oh, yeah. Steven's 71. Amazing, and still amazing. Yeah, right? still amazing, mind blowing, amazing. Right. But you have to start to get to the point where you're like, you got to count and savor every chance you have to That's see. Right. Him. That's right. You really do. I think he does. You know, it looks like he's having a good time. He, he's, you know, he's, he's got his compound on, in Hawaii and he's, he's, you know, like walks around like a little old lady and funny little hats and he's always yeah. smiling. He's yeah, always, always happy. Got a cute girl with him and, and uh, yeah, I mean, he's paid his dues, right? Yeah, when I grow up, I want to be Steven Tyler. Exactly. <laughs> Who doesn't? 
Uh, I just got, you know, I just, it's crazy being such an Aerosmith fan. I never read his book until just recently, and now I'm about three quarters through yeah, it. Yeah, it's incredible. It's, it's incredible. And it's as, it gets to points where you know he definitely wrote it because it gets as scattered as yeah. he can be. Yeah. yeah. But it's really an amazing, amazing story. Well, remember, like, I don't, I don't know if it's the double eye bootleg record, but there's like um, one of their early records. There's like two pictures of him sitting on a tour bus, and that's my first experience seeing somebody on a tour bus. You know, and like I just remember that moment, like, going, "My God, I want to be that." Yeah. You know What's what I mean? Like? like, like, what is that? Yeah. You know, just with like. You know the the trees outside the window while he's at the little table, and he just like looks cool as hell. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that just doesn't happen anymore. Mm-hmm. Like that was that was everything. Well, that goes back to the what you said earlier, Trace. The the mystique of rock yeah, being yeah, gone yeah. a little bit. You yeah. know, all those curtains are pulled down. It used yeah. to be like or pulled up. The curtains yeah, are now pulled yeah, up. Yeah, but, you know, everything. it used to be pulled down. It's a whole yeah. different mentality. Do you want a few more calls, or do you want to get out of here? Yeah, people got you know some good questions. Yeah, sure, let's why see if not? we get a few good questions here for the LA Guns guys. Uh, this one might be cool. Let's talk to Greg, <coughs> who's in Ohio. Bless you. Hey, Greg, you're on with L.A. Guns. Bless Go you. ahead. Johnny, Phil, oh and Tracer God. here. Dr. Eddie Trump, doctorate of Ph.D. in rockology. Honored. Thank you. Right. Thank you. For Tom, uh, Gun, Mr. Guns himself. I got a question for you. We saw you recently with the Bullet Boys on Bar 145. Love to see you at a bigger venue. Yeah. It was a great intimate concert. You rocked it out. It was unbelievable just standing right next to where you guys are playing. Uh, are you going to be playing the Toledo area soon? We are playing Cincinnati mm. um, okay. in a few well, days. Just, on Wednesday, I think. Uh, no, Wednesday is, is New York. Oh, right. And then, but like Friday. this weekend. Friday. 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 Um, but after the record comes out, you know, we have to do two or three more legs in the u.s you know just that's the way it goes so um we haven't really hit ohio yet um in la guns you know we we booked a couple shows there we canceled them both um so but we have this one coming up um cincinnati right it's bogarts with uh jack russell's opening that one and uh you know we're just getting our feet wet We'll be in Ohio a lot. There's no doubt about it. And again, check the website. We realize we got people listening all over American Canada. When the dates yep. come up, you just go to LA Guns Music. music. Yeah, LA Guns Music dot com, and you'll find the dates there and uh, and keep an eye as they get added or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be. Well, on the Facebook too, like the f- top post on on my personal one and the LA Guns one, which is LA Fucking Guns. That's our thing on Facebook. Um, the tour dates are always the top post. Okay. Uh, Michael in Chicago. Go ahead, Michael. You're on with the guys. Hey, guys. Uh, hey, Eddie. How are you? How are you guys doing? Great, Good, man. Thanks. Thank you. Hey, um, you guys put on an awesome show a few months ago in St. Charles. Uh, Arcada? Yeah. Yeah, just an awesome show. Uh, but my question was for, for Phil. Mm. Uh, I, was in the, I was in the second row, and I noticed uh, there was a lady probably on your left-hand side that kept I don't know if she was Facebooking live the whole concert, but you had a real good vibe going, and then I think you noticed what she was doing, and I think it just kind of pissed you off. Um, I don't know how you felt about that, and then I think she kept recording, uh, and it just seemed like she was really bothering you, so... I just I want people to enjoy the show, you know, like there organically, not not behind a screen, and and, and not like... um... Uh, streaming it, or just, 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 you know, put the phone away, enjoy the show, and and uh, uh, it, it is distracting. You know, I'm 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 not the only person that feels that way, and and you know, as as a singer, I'm up there singing my guts out. You know, I'm I'm just just, just true, and you know, I just I 
think it's 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 fair, you know, just to to expect uh, people's attention. It, it doesn't seem. I mean, they paid it. Yeah, a you lot bought of, the ticket. They paid a lot of money <laughs> yeah. to come into the show. It's I a, mean, yeah, I mean, they can do whatever they want, you know. But uh, I feel like they're missing out on an experience, and it's, uh, I get as annoyed for them. As I am, for, and and it's distracting for other people around them as well. You have to admit, yeah, it's know? a huge yeah. issue right now at concerts, not only for you guys looking out, but yeah. for people in the audience. And I'm gonna, and sometimes people. Now, here's the thing I'll say right now: sometimes people accuse me of being a hypocrite when I say that because they will look at my social media and they'll see that I'll periscope somebody playing or whatever. But that's here's your job. The, that's here's what you the do. difference: number one. If I if I'm sending it out on Twitter, I'm I'm sending it to 260,000 people. Right, I'm trying yeah. to spread the love for the band. That's yeah. right. Number 2, and this is the really important thing, I never ever do it if there's people around me and I will be blocking or distracting them. Right. Fortunately for me because of what I do, 90% of the time I'm in the wings of the stage, mm-hmm. so there's nobody who played mm-hmm. for a ticket standing around me or I'm at the soundboard and there's nobody but a brick wall behind me. Yeah. So I always am cognizant of who's yeah. around me before I do it, and when I do it it's to share the love and try to spread the word like what I do on the radio. Well, here they are, guys, go see them. That's you know? a, that's the thing. I, I think people should just leave the phone in the car myself. Well, I mean, but here here's another <clears throat> thing too. Here's another way to look at it. Um, I don't think we really care if people are filming, but just not in front of us. You know what I mean? If you want to stand in the back yeah, of the room and do your true. thing and yeah. like get you know a nice you know view of the stage, but it's just really distracting when you know you're going down there and there's like three people in front of you that are just like in the moment, and then there's the person in the middle with the camera yep. like that, like you know filming your nose hairs, and, and you know it's like it's really distracting. You know, I'll man. tell you, I got what it. are they going to do with it? I well? don't know, I don't know, uh, but know? I'll, I'll tell you, I I understand it now from your perspective as performers because I've had that experience as well because i go out from time to time and do speaking shows where i'll Mm -hmm. be on a stage for an hour an hour 15 minutes doing a speaking show q a show whatever i used to go out with don and jim we used to do group shows together Mm -hmm. okay so when we used to do them we used to have the person whenever before we went out on stage make an announcement please you know no video Take a few pictures, fine, but no video. Yeah, oh, really? But, I feel that but, way but it's really, first of all, nobody listens. But secondly, <laughs> it really is distracting. It I is. can understand, Phil, because it takes you out of your zone when you're looking down and you're just seeing the other sides of phones everywhere. Uh, you know, it's, it's very impersonal. It's like playing to robots. And, and uh, you know, the, as much as anything, I feel that the person that is actually doing it is missing out of a, a great experience. And it's like. And then you got the people that bring full size iPads and hold them up. Yeah. It's like, yeah. what the fuck are yeah, you doing, bro, motherfucker? <laughs> oh my God. A couple more calls here. Jonathan in California. Go ahead, Jonathan. Hi, how you guys doing? Hey man. Hey, great. Hi, um... Hey Tracy. Yes, sir. I played with you about three weeks ago over the whiskey. Yeah? What band were you with? JJ Drums. I took a picture with you backstage. Nice. I don't remember. I'm sorry. Rock and Roll Fantasy Camp. Oh, absolutely. What's yeah? Right on. Yeah, that was so, longer than three how weeks. How you been ago. doing? I've been out here with my guys, You're busy, and on the video phone with my son. That's that's it, man. Jonathan, you got a question? We got a million calls here. Um. No. How, how are all- <laughs> He's just, uh, just just catching up on old times on national radio. <laughs> Rock and roll. Thank you, Jonathan. Cheers. Uh, it's a, it hate to be quick, but we've got a million calls and we got to wrap up with them. Ariel in Virginia, go ahead, Ariel. Hi guys, uh, I just want to congratulate you. Finally, the you guys are together and you guys played in Baltimore. Yeah. Back uh, close to the M3, and that show was outstanding. Oh, so, that, that was the cantina, you know. right? 
Yeah. yeah. Fish head. Yeah. 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 Excellent. Love great. that place. Yeah. 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 yeah thanks. You. Thanks a lot. Thanks for coming out. All right. That's it. Well, okay. Thank you, Ariel. Uh, this is Darren in North Dakota. See, hey, Darren. There's still nice people. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's amazing. Very nice. Hey, Darren, mm-hmm. you're on the air. Okay. Hey, thanks, guys. Uh, I'll be quick here and just say, uh, first off, I, I don't understand it, but to me, L.A. Guns is the real, true, authentic American rock band. I, nice. I've been a proponent. I, I try to. I, I've got two young boys or two teenage boys now. Mm-hmm. They're huge L.A. Guns fans. Awesome, I don't understand how all my my rock and roll buddies aren't major league L.A. Guns fans. But I'm going to keep fighting the. They fight. will be once they I hear this to, record. They will be. Yeah, I think you know. Yes, well, Speed is freaking awesome. Is yeah. it great? What an awesome song! Thank you so much. It's not for lack of trying, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to keep fighting the fight. We will get you guys to that range. We we'll appreciate no that. Other there is no other band to me that you can go see you guys in a 20,000 person venue or a, or a 200 yeah. person venue. And you're yeah. the same band. We bring That's it. right. You it's guys, the same set. Yes, we don't change. Last, yeah. Last question for you. Quite question I do got for you is I saw you guys that I think one of the more unique uh, venues out in a cow pasture out in Western North Dakota, party of the past, party of the pasture, man, 98, 97 or, yeah, I remember. Have you ever had a, a, a better venue than that or a more interesting venue than that? The mosquitoes loved it. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, the funny thing is that a lot of people don't know um, is that there's a lot of gigs like that in between, you know, whatever and whatever. And, it's, and particularly in summer, you end up in a lot of big fields, a lot of mosquitoes. I was in one in Ohio two weeks ago. Yeah. You know all about yeah. it, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, for for you, you know, that's like that's a one of the coolest places and for us it's one of the coolest places and you know a lot of times on weekends you know you play the sheds during the summer which are like the professional places to play but during the week you know or on thursday leading into the weekend you get in a field with a bunch of great bands and a bunch of people and get bitten by mosquitoes and drunk and have a great time <laughs> thank you for the call all right so let's um let's let you guys uh wrap up i mean the phones okay. could go the whole time here but let's play we got two songs that total 10 minutes back yeah. right back. right yeah. so we want to play these songs you're going to hang through the songs yep. and talk and say goodbye sure. after yep. yeah Absolutely. okay so we're yeah. going to start with the missing piece that's right title track from the new la guns record again which is out on october 13th and then that will segue right into gave it all away that's right you said these two songs were meant to kind of go together yeah, yeah. So uh, really, really quick, I want to make one comment about him. Yeah. Um, I wrote most of the little classical things when I was going to join Quiet Riot in 1985 uh, or 19, 1985, 2000. After I was in the Brides, I was going to be in Quiet Riot. I didn't know that. Yeah. And um, and Kevin and Frank had uh, written some stuff for the record. I think it was a rehab record. Um, And I wrote. A lot of this stuff for Quiet Riot in the style of Randy Rhodes. So I've been sitting on most of these two pieces of music, you know, the parts that are people are going about to hear, um, for you know, eleven years or twelve years. Um, <clears throat> I think people are going to dig this stuff. Why did you not follow follow through and join Quiet Riot at that time? Um, well, Kevin and Frankie are really good friends of mine, but Rudy's one of my best friends. And uh, the first rehearsal, nobody told me we were auditioning new bass players. Oh. I didn't even know Rudy wasn't in the oh, band. Wow. And um, But Anthony was there auditioning. Esposito? Yeah, uh-huh. who I met that day, and I really liked him. Mm-hmm. And and in my head, if he would have gotten the gig, I would I would have done it. 
Mm -hmm. Um, but he didn't. And, um, and I mean, you know, no disrespect, but I mean, I thought that you so know, it, was, it didn't feel right to you. Yeah. I wanted it to be me, Frankie and Kevin and Rudy. And then, and then I was going to write some music that had a lot of meaning for the band and it, they, they were going down a different path. Right. That's all. Right. Well, thanks to the guys in LA guns for dropping by their new album. The missing piece came out last week. Check it out. Good record. Good to have Tracy and Phil back together doing their thing. And a lot of concert dates out there too, to check out. Keep an eye open for dates coming to a city near you with the guys from L.A. Guns touring quite extensively around the world. Thank you guys for listening to each and every Eddie Trunk podcast, spreading the word about it. Thanks to Katie Irizarry. She is the producer. Remember, shop or uh, on Amazon.com by starting at Amazon.com slash shop slash Eddie Trunk. And remember to visit me online, eddytrunk.com, and on social media, at Eddie Trunk. Have a great week, everybody, and I'll see you next Thursday for another all-new Eddie Trunk podcast. be great at reading body language, developing persuasion and influence, as well as master rapport and social interaction? What if I told you that you would learn from top performers like NBA superstar Shaquille O'Neal, former CIA director Michael Hayden, and brilliant thinkers like Dirty Jobs Mike Rowe? Take a minute right now and subscribe to the Art of Charm podcast with me, Jordan Harbinger, and you'll hear how I pull out the secret psychology, life experience, and wisdom that can only be learned from them. You'll hear Shaq talk about how to manage your career and and how to know who to trust when everyone's out to get something from you. You'll discover how to think critically from Bill Nye and Neil deGrasse Tyson, and even how Tony Hawk's life as a skateboard icon will influence how you think about your career and relationships in a whole new way. This show is for you if you want to outcompete, outperform, and outthink everyone around you, and it's the only place you'll get practical, applicable strategies from every single episode. Since you're all about learning from the absolute best, download and subscribe for free right now and upgrade your brain four times a week at podcastone.com or in the podcast one app myrtle beach is the beach 60 miles of bright sand water and a wealth of wonderful music playing day and night you can step into a simple beach bar and discover a surprising level of exciting musical talent a place to kick back and groove to the enticing soundtrack of the most unexpected vacations around with nothing but good vibes floating through the warm ocean air. 
Plan your own music field trip to America's jukebox at visitmyrtlebeach.com.